Welcome to Global Volumes, the podcast that lies at the intersection of storytelling, global health, and personal development. I'm your host, Lisa Gashara, and from developing the world within you to understanding the world around you, thank you for turning up the volume to today's volume. Welcome back to another episode of Global Volumes. This episode is actually a part of the Love Lisa series, first of its kind, kind of. There's a few Love Lisa-esque videos on my YouTube channel, but actually bringing this into the podcast, this is the first, and I'll give it a proper introduction in a few episodes following the episode that I post with Jay Coles, which will go next. But for right now, I just wanted to give you a little preview of what this will look like, give you an introduction, and just talk about what Love Lisa is. I see Love Lisa, a love letter, if you will, just being a space of healing for both me and you as a listener. If you resonate with any of the topics that are discussed or just bring in some reflection um, of your own in the reflection that I will be doing within these episodes. I was really inspired by my past self when I was re-uploading my Kanini Kega slash In Pursuit episodes, which are um, back up online and I can link them below. But just finding those and re-listening to some of the things that I talked about, I was like, I did not give myself enough credit. I think that I am better at this than I think and um, made me reflect on just worth and just knowing your worth in what you're doing um, both in professional, academic, or creative spaces. So that's what this whole episode will be about and Love Lisa in general will just be me bringing in my perspective on both the interviews that I do with guests on my own experiences. Hopefully it allows you to reflect on your experience as well, but I just want it to be a calming just place of acknowledging your being and acknowledging your experiences as valuable and growing, endless growing. So welcome to Love Lisa. That was a long tangent of an introduction. I'm a little bit nervous, if you couldn't tell. I haven't been in front of a microphone like this since February. Yeah, um, the episodes that I've done by myself on Global Volumes aren't to the extent of what I used to put out on like In Pursuit and Kanini Kega, so I really am excited to bring this kind of conversational, just one-on-one reflective space back, and I think it was really valuable for me to have, especially during quarantine. So many of my episodes, when I was putting out like three episodes a week, were during quarantine and it was very like good for my well-being. So I hope that it's that for you as well. I want to start off Love Lisa and um, just the structure of this episode by sharing some takeaways that I have from the interviews that I do. So usually it'll precede an interview and this one will look at both the interview with Vivian Wambogo, my roommate and good friend, and also the interview that I had with Dr. Michael Merson, the founding director of the Global Health Institute where I am studying right now at Duke. So I think within 
both of these episodes, there was a common theme of just education and excellence. Dr. Merson spoke to wanting to be in an academic space for people who are pursuing public health and global health. And Vivian and I spoke to both of our experiences in learning and from elementary school up until grad school where we are now, just our self-perceptions of us as students and how that has manifested into a place where we are now graduate students and even battling imposter syndrome, just trying to understand our place within this academic space. So around this common theme of education and excellence, I thought it'd be nice to pinpoint worth and worth when you are still someone who is learning and growing and you're in a space of learning and growing. And that can be hard to do. I think it's hard to recognize that you are someone knowledgeable and valuable whenever you may not be the most knowledgeable in the room or whenever someone else has an ability to override what you say or an ability to just speak over you, it's it's hard to recognize that you are worthy in that space and worthy in general. Um, so before getting into recognizing self-worth and recognizing worth of a person in a learning space, I just wanted to share my own personal takeaways from the two episodes that I had, the two interviews, starting with the conversation on imposter syndrome with Vivian. I usually wouldn't want to do this Love Lisa segment where I share my takeaways because when I'm in an interview position, I don't like to speak as much. I don't like to like put in my two cents or just jump in and share what I want to share. I just like to leave space for the person I'm interviewing to do so, but Vivian was ever so generous in extending questions to me and asking me things in return, so it was very conversational, which was a nice change from me interviewing people, but I still had a lot to take away from the things that she said, the first being that It's important to surround myself with people who will push me out of my comfort zone. I thought of when we spoke of there being people in your life who help you recognize when something is a great achievement. But one thing Vivian always says is that she likes to have people in her life who will also tell her when she's wrong and also call her out when she's not doing the best that she could do. And so being able to balance um, both someone who will celebrate with you and someone will help you recognize by having someone who will tell you when you need to do better. I think it's so important to have that balance of a person whenever you are struggling or whenever you are striving in both examples. I think it's really important and that's one thing that I learned actually on Thanksgiving. One of my uncles gave a speech about his friendship with my dad that was really powerful and I thought it fit in really well here and he just gave the example of the difference between a friend who's an eagle and a friend who's a chicken and it's this funny analogy of someone who will encourage you to fly versus someone who will say you're doing something that is way out of your league or way out of your reach and you should just stay where you're comfortable and that's a chicken 
Um, this person will keep you on the ground and you will not get anywhere in your own personal pursuits with someone who is not giving you room to grow and not giving you that encouragement or that just affirmation that you need to take the next step and just move forward with what you want to do versus an eagle, someone who is flying, will not only do that, they will pick you up. They'll come down, swoop, and get you if you are not flying yourself and they will lift you up and help you be that better person so having those friendships having people in your life who are your eagles um i've shared an episode before of people who are your roots or even just like mentors someone who will help you see when you are both struggling and striving what you can do better is something that i took away from my episode with vivian Something that I took away from interviewing Dr. Michael Merson is to be flexible in your path. And this stemmed from how he was given so many opportunities that is not what he expected, but looking at his path in retrospect, it's so clear and evident how one thing led to another. Um, If you were to ask him, like when he was in med school, that he was going to work in Bangladesh or in Geneva, um, I don't know this personally, but I bet that that would have just not been something in his line of vision. But by being flexible, by allowing opportunities to not come to him, but be open to the opportunities that come to him, I think that made me challenge the ways that I see my own journey and the ways that I, for example, see control and try to be controlling and what's going to happen in the future when everything will happen the way it's meant to happen. And the only thing that is asked of me is to allow it and to be flexible in the opportunities that come my way. I also learned to learn from the successes and mistakes of past global health practitioners. It was interesting to just have him compare how, for example, how HIV was controlled in its beginning stages versus how COVID-19 was handled. And to be able to apply that to a current setting and a current um, issue is something that, as someone who's hoping to work in global health, as a future global health practitioner, I will probably have to do. So be able to learn from the things that are going on right now, things that have happened in the past, and apply that whenever future issues are occurring and see how mistakes were made or successes were achieved is something that I am more keen on after speaking with him. Lastly, knowing my worth in my industry. He spoke highly of students and he left his position at WHO to work as his dean at the public health school at Yale. And if that doesn't shout the value of educational spaces and students who are learning and growing to be in these professional spaces, I don't know what does. And so that made me just reflect on my own worth of someone who is building my toolkit, building the skills that I need to work in these professional spaces that just really made me reflect on my worth and what I can contribute to the world even now before I am in the working field and how I am valuable as a person now 
but I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself and I think that is a good segue into just this article that I had seen on Medium, which I'll leave in the show notes and um, I think it's a good um, medium <laughs> in between my takeaways as well as what I can, what I would like to talk about these personal growth lessons. So before all that, this article is titled, Know Yourself, Know Your Worth, How to Become Dangerously Self-Aware. And it basically was saying that self-awareness can be hard because some realizations are difficult to come to. It was speaking of the importance of self-awareness, but why we fail to do so in a lot of times. And some ways to become more self-aware, some recognitions and definitions of self-awareness. So I thought it was a good article to just start off with this conversation of knowing your value and knowing your worth. And it allowed me to just reflect on the position of self-awareness in self-worth and self-value. So in addition to saying that it can be hard and some realizations are hard to come to, it said that the biggest difficulty is that we are often distracted and we are dishonest with ourselves and that can lead to just having poor self-awareness not actually being real with what's going on in your own being in your own spaces and that is so harmful in many ways the need to be honest with yourself and to be just in tune with your feelings in tune with what's going on in your being is going to just outwardly flow in the work that you are doing and the relationships that you have so it's just it's an it's an incredibly valuable skill to um, manage and attain and some ways that it can be done so is by knowing your strengths and your weaknesses the article shared or asking yourself the questions that need to be answered just giving your say giving yourself that room for self-reflection which I'm a big, big, I'm a big advocate for journaling. So I definitely say this can be achieved by journaling. I think I'll do a whole podcast on that in itself because I keep advocating for it. But maybe I'll provide like a beginner's guide for the new year or something. Being able to just reflect and ask yourself those questions, and um, oh yeah, the last step is reflecting that I wrote down. But there are a lot more from the article and I really recommend reading that just a big step into understanding yourself honestly which I think is so foundational for anything that you do any relationship that you have any interaction that you want to be genuine in you have to know where you are coming from first and so heightening your self-awareness will be substantial in all of that so in that and in understanding your self-worth as someone who is in learning spaces the first step is self-awareness it's it's going to be that of building your own conscious knowledge of your character your feelings your motives and your desires which is how the article defines it and i think from reflecting on mistakes to understanding your personal motives Self-awareness, like I said, is foundational for understanding your worth because validation and understanding can only come from you. You are the only one who's going to be able to set the bar for yourself and you're going to be the only one who can recognize when you have achieved or um, come short of that. Actually, I, 
I have come to realize this more, more recently, um, as I'm surrounded by people in my cohort. We are like in all of the same classes all day, every day. And so I have always had people around me who ask like your test scores and what did you get on this homework? And I think it's a bit different when you have like one class with someone, but now the pressure is really high because we have like all the same classes with everyone. And attaching self-worth to a grade is something that is hard to dissociate and hard to unlearn. Vivian and I talked about that a little bit in our imposter syndrome episode. So all that goes to say that there has been a lot of comparison um, for myself in the people in my class and my test scores and my grades. And really recently I have tried to just understand my own bars, understand what I set for myself, what I expect for myself, and whether that came short of it because I expected it for myself or because I compared it to what someone else got. So a recent grade of mine was like a B on a paper, and I like to think of myself as a strong writer. I like to think of myself as someone who is like hardworking, and so seeing that B was like, no, I know that in my own being, in my own self, I expected myself to get an A, and I could have done better and um, being able to just step back and recognize that and even like communicate with those around me that I don't want to share my test score it has been substantial in my own just unlearning and relearning and healing but that just all goes to say that validation in your worth can only come from you I think that as long as you are setting the bars and you are recognizing whether you come short of that or surpass that, then that's that's really good. That's a really good step. Which brings me to my next one of understanding your worth is not rooted in the opinions of others. So you have to learn to dissociate them. This is hard being in spaces of learning because we are taught that our teachers, our bosses, our professors are Um, in higher positions than us which like they are experience wise and so whatever they think of our work or our whatever we are doing it's really easy to attach that to our value and our worth but even though other people can project their own experience into yours and even though that this can be helpful or harmful it does not take away from the knowledge or the abilities that you already have as a person. And so just understanding that the opinions of others is not attached to your self-worth because you have that worth in yourself. You you have that worth in what you already know and are achieving to know. It, this can help you find the gaps in what you're doing, yes, but it does not mean you are less worthy because they projected something onto you not in an always negative connotation also this has been something that i have had to remind myself constantly and as i was planning this episode i kind of had like a sigh of relief because again that paper that i talked about before i just realized like just that that grade and her comments doesn't take away from my abilities it's her providing her professional opinion as someone who has written a lot and been in the field of development 
and she can show me ways to improve and strengthen my argument but that doesn't mean that like I'm a bad student or a bad writer so it was just like a big aha moment as I was like planning this content I was like wait oh wait me too though <laughs> and next um having grace with yourself in the season of learning is so important I think it's really easy to give grace to others where it's needed and just be quick to provide that grace for other people but when it comes to giving yourself that grace it's difficult it is hard and if you don't give yourself grace how can you expect other people to I did an episode of Kanini Kega called How to Be Gentle with Yourself with some similar topics that I'll link below, but I think the idea of giving grace to yourself is just self-explanatory. It's in the phrase and it just needs to be a constant reminder when you are trying to assess or evaluate or understand your worth. Also understanding that you are a person who's learning and growing in this space and you will always be learning and growing. And so you, you, you deserve grace. You deserve grace from yourself as much as you do from others, if not more. But on the other hand, don't get me wrong. You better give yourself grace when you are wrong or when you didn't do as well as you wanted to by your own expectations. But when you are right, you are right. And you need to own that. And I'm speaking to my fellow people out there who have a hard time speaking up when they're right and a hard time saying, even though they know in their heart that they're right, saying it with their chest. So this is hard. This is hard as a position of a learner and just as a position of someone who may not have the most self-confident in any space that they're most self-confidence in any space that they're in. I personally have started challenging myself to stop saying I think like I think the answer is actually this like no girl you know the answer is that just just say it and I feel like like that I feel like my I think has become a buffer point of me to be comfortable in saying a statement that I know I'm right in because I don't have the confidence to say it and so removing that has been a challenge. I recognized it one day when I was journaling and I crossed it out and I was like, I'm going to stop saying this. And it's been hard. It's still a learning curve, but it's just a small component of me recognizing when I'm correct and trying to communicate that confidently. And it's hard. It is hard. <laughs> I also think it is important to recognize the skills that you have already attained and there are many ways to do this like whether it's having conversations with people around you or critically thinking in your field or surrounding yourself with people who facilitate these stimulating conversations it's it's hard to recognize how much you know and how much you have already learned but when you do I think it does it's it's very rewarding I recognize this really recently when I was coming home for a break and talking with my mom about just some stuff that I've learned at school but it was very conversational and I realized like wow wait talking about this I kind of sound knowledgeable like I kind of sound like I know what I'm doing and it's because you're yeah you're learning but you have acquired a lot of knowledge and so being able to talk about that, whether it's in conversation or just um, 
people around you who are in your field or not, I think it adds some value and some recognition in your worth as someone who's learning and someone who has learned a lot already. And lastly, understanding that this particular space of learning is short-term, but learning is a lifelong thing. So, by saying this, I'm saying, yes, you are learning where you are now short-term. You are in, for example, me, I'm in a program for two years, a master's degree for two years, or I am in a creative field where I'm still growing as a podcaster for an X amount of time, and there might reach a point of time where I'm a practitioner or I'm someone who is more experienced in online work and creative work but life will always be a learning experience and a learning curve and you may become more knowledgeable in the stuff that you're doing but you should always strive to grow and learn I think that's a big goal for a lot of people and so since you're going to be learning and growing being comfortable with not being the smartest in the room or being the expert all the time is is great you're going to be able to absorb the knowledge and wisdom from those around you and you're going to be able to just be a sponge who is willing to constantly be better and grow their in their own being which so much wisdom is to be had and by being a sponge who is absorbing perspectives from those around them that's a great that's a great skill to have in itself so recognizing yes you're going to get to a place of professionalism and level of expert in your field but at the same time there's going to be some aspects of life that you will continuously grow in or never be an expert in that's okay but that doesn't make you any less valuable or that doesn't decrease your worth whatsoever. So that is my own take on self-worth, my own takeaways from the last two interviews that I did on couple volumes. I just wanted to bring in this idea of worth as a person who is in a space of learning and just try to tie it all together that we are all in constant spaces of learning we are all still trying to just attain as much wisdom and understanding as we can and that is okay that doesn't make you any less worthy it actually makes you that much more amazing by wanting to take on the perspectives of those around you and in the things that you're already doing in the knowledge that you have already attained in you just being your own person with your own passions and pursuits you have so much worth in yourself in your being and that doesn't have to be attached to the work that you are doing but a lot of times it is and that's okay too as long as it's your own bars it's your own standards and so much to be said on this topic i just hope that what I said, some parts of it, even though sometimes it was a jumbled mess, I hope some of it resonated. I hope it allowed for some reflection on whether you are attaining worth from what people are saying about you and your work, or whether you are allowing 
expectations to be set by yourself in the work that you are doing. And by work that you are doing, that doesn't have to be in professional or academic spaces. That could also be in personal spaces. And the expectations you set for yourself as a person who is wanting to constantly grow. Just any way that you want to work on yourself or work in your work, if that applies to you, I hope that this helped you find aspects of your worth that have been covered, that have been gleaned over, or that have been completely distorted from what other people say is worthy, especially for young people. It's just something that's hard to recognize, and so while we might be young, is what I'm trying to say, I guess, we are all going to be constantly learning. We're never going to be experts at everything. And so that's okay. It is amazing to continuously learn. And I hope you can define your worth and understand it and resonate and sit in that daily. I really do hope that for you. And I'm going to try and work on it myself too. So this concludes the first episode of Love Lisa. I think it was a good reflection of where my head was at everywhere and it was been it has been fun. It has. I'm excited to bring this back. I'm excited to have these more sit-down conversations. It's completely therapeutic for me and I hope that it has been good for you as well. If you like this kind of stuff, I hope you stick around, subscribe to Google Volumes, wherever you listen to podcasts, available on YouTube, Spotify, Anchor, soon to come to Apple Podcasts, and catch up with some Kanini Kega episodes. They are back up, and they're really similar to this kind of vibe. Just sit down, relaxing. I don't think I mentioned this earlier, but like I'm in like a fro and a poncho, if you're watching this on YouTube, and it's just giving really strictly auntie vibes and i think it's a perfect way to set off the scene of self-worth so you are incredible you are building skills and acquiring knowledge in your field that alone is of high value continue to reflect on why you show up in these learning spaces and the people who invest in you and understand that you can be young still growing and worthy love lisa Thank you.